Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make school to find the answers and graduate finding there are none in our youth we fight all kinds of battles but in the end we've never won we've never won now oh yeah that's uh that song off of still life has been our our uh, intro song and i just love it it's the perfect beginning for talking about being a Christian and and being in the world uh, around us and 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 mixing faith with with real life, um, so that uh, um, that's been uh, uh, been there for quite some time. And uh, the, the the producer of that song, and as well as the one who uh, remastered that version for digital, so that we could. Uh, use it on our show and so that you could actually buy still life and enjoy it in its original form is uh, our good friend, Dan Collins, who's been with us uh, two or three times, most recently in last, uh, last July at the end of July. So it hasn't been too long. Um, but uh, I, I just was moved to see if Dan could be, with us tonight because uh, I've been enjoying listening to a new project that he's just completed, uh, uh, polishing off and redoing a digital mix of uh, the album inside. And so we're going to be doing this for really the next probably five or six months. We're going to be coming out. Uh, with an album at least once a month um, in in a cleaned up digital version and uh, we are so grateful to have uh, uh, Dan involved to do this um, because uh, well he, he was familiar with the original music to start with and and, uh, and now 41 years later Dan <laughs> we uh we get to hear we get to hear it again. So welcome. Welcome man to Blog Talk Radio. Thanks, John. It's it's nice to be with you again. Yeah. It's, it's uh, been uh, interesting. Like I mean when you when you put numbers to the years that have gone by, it's obviously very frightening. <laughs> I still think we're I still think we're back in those days. I mean, because I don't know if people remember, but I probably told you before I've been transferring all of Ray Stedman's sermons there where we were back right. when we did this record. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's just amazing that, um, that it's, uh, that it was that long ago. It's just hard to imagine, but it is. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, and isn't it cool that there's still a demand for my music and for Ray Stedman's sermons? 
I know. <laughs> that's what. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, it's still relevant, yeah. and, that's, and I think that's what people are so surprised about. Maybe the styles have changed a little bit, and certainly how we record is a little different. Um, but the but the lyrics and what what is spoken of and about is still relevant and important. Well, right off the top here, since you've mentioned Ray, uh, tell us, uh, tell our listeners where they can go if they want to um, uh, familiarize themselves with with Ray Stedman. Okay. Well, first of all, if people are not aware of Ray Stedman or who he is, they really need to go to raystedman.org and listen to his sermons. And once they start listening to the messages that he that he gave back from the early 60s up until the 90s, they're going to just be changed. I mean, I, I, you know, it's been years since I listened to his stuff until a couple of years ago when I started um, change, uh, transferring from analog to digital of his sermons. And I'm, I'm just thoroughly, mm-hmm. well, some, I feel like I'm, I've been at seminary is what it feels like. And uh, it, it's yeah. just amazing. Ray was a scholar. I don't think a lot of people ever realized what a scholar he was. But when you hear his sermons, you realize, wow, this guy had some depth and maturity that you don't hear a lot these days. And that's yeah. not bad-mouthing anybody out there, I'm, I, because I think there's a lot of great teachers. But there's a wealth that came from Ray that, that many don't seem to have. Yeah. Yeah, he had an amazing so combination. That's where it's at. Ray7.org. Okay. Yeah. And is that where is that where the uh, the uh, the the sermons that you've been you've been working on will show up? Yes, and I've been working. There's there's a lot of sermons that I'm transferring, and uh, I just finished Psalms, which is wonderful, but. What's already been done are Romans and and uh, John Ephesians. Uh, I've done a lot already. There's it's just a wealth of, yeah. of of messages there. So yeah, that's the place to go. And it's a brand new website too, so it's really easy to get around, and uh, and it's and it's very eye pleasing as well. And certainly everything's free. You don't have to pay for anything. It's all given free. That's great. Well, I can't. I can't uh, encourage you uh, enough to go familiarize yourself with uh, probably one of, I think, one of the greatest Bible teachers that uh, that was ever on the planet. And we had the chance to uh, sit under him and uh, consider ourselves so uh, incredibly privileged. But how great that you can get it all again. And um, yeah. uh, And I think that that just speaks to uh, also the wealth of of his ministry and the depth of it, that it's uh, still just as relevant uh, today as it was uh, 40 years ago. So, uh, yeah, so please, uh, raystedman.org. Um, you know, Marty, whenever Marty is doing any study or teaching anything, she always she always goes to her buddy Ray. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I can't remember what she calls him. She has this very endearing, endearing name for him, but she she just always goes to um, – she likes to read them. And 
uh, you know, because she she can she can pull out stuff that she can use for her own teaching, and uh, she uh, she loves that. So uh, yeah, those were great. Those were great times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So great stuff. You uh, you've been working on um, on inside, and uh, how has that gone? And and uh, what how's you know, maybe maybe familiarize our listeners a little bit with what the process is. Uh, what are, what are you doing here? Because we, I guess we don't we don't have access to the original tapes anymore. Um, we've tried and tried, haven't we? <laughs> but, well, even if so, we did, uh, even even having access to those original tapes, they are not. Um, they're not the kind of thing where um, you can actually play them back and clean them as well as we can from a vinyl. So we're going Is that back true to now? the old vinyl. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's, it's only true with, with, with some of it, not all of it. It's true with some of it. And uh, it just depends. And uh, most of the tapes have to be baked, and that's an interesting thing. Literally take them in the oven. I've heard about that. You know you know, putting them at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time, just like you're baking a cake and they come out and they're like new, but it doesn't always work. So we always fall back on vinyl if we need to. And, uh, uh-huh. and vinyl, even though it's full of pops and cracks and hisses and tape noise, I'm not tape noise, but uh, vinyl noise, most of that can be repaired now and taken out. And okay. uh, there's some really wonderful software that that I use to do all that with, and it's uh, mm-hmm. been very beneficial. We we've tried all kinds of things over the years. Some things we can't get rid of, some we can. Uh, a lot of what we found was degradation issues when it came to trying to get it back to that original sound that we created in the studio on tape. Uh, but we're mm-hmm. we're pretty close now. I, I mo- most People wouldn't know the difference, I don't think. Yeah, boy, it sounds what I've heard so far uh, sounds really good to me, and uh, yeah, it's so it's so alive. It's, it's alive and clean. It, uh, I feel like I'm sitting in the studio again. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's it, it it sounds great, Dan. Well, how how what's the process? I mean, does it take how long does it take for you to do a song, say a song, um, to get it to where you really well, are it, comfortable it, with it? It really depends. Uh, some songs go faster than others, and it depends on the vinyl. I mean, the vinyl really dictates how long it's going to take. There there hmm. are some pieces of vinyl that have a lot more crack, cracks and pops and noises that, mm-hmm. are, that take longer to get out. And... Um, and then sometimes there's distortion, which which um, happens as a result of the vinyl melting over the years. So that distortion oh. is very difficult to get out, and uh, oh. and you can't always get it completely out. But but some of it you can take out. So there are variations to um, to the ability to correct and enhance and repair based on what you're using as the as the medium to get it from so a lot of this vinyl is very difficult and then some is pretty clean amazingly hmm. Hmm. so it does what about take me, um, you know yeah go ahead 
it it does take me there's there's in the process what I do is I go through each individual song I cut them separate from because I'll I'll take it off the vinyl from a from an old turntable put it into the computer and then as I put it in through a program I will you know there's different programs out there you can use then then I take that and then I cut each song individually and I listen through each song and then I make the corrections that are necessary for each song and then after that's completed then I will master that I'll I'll master each song but the mastering will be side by side so what I do is I'll take all of the songs on the first side and I'll master that and then I'll take all the songs on the second side and master that so Hmm. but you know, it's pretty much the same. I'll, I'll do the same thing on A and B so that they're the same. But um, I, okay. I kind of separate them out because I want to see what I, what comparisons from side A to side B. Not that we use that mm-hmm. anymore because we do individual songs now. But it allows me to just kind of reference back and forth and to see how much change there is from one to the other. And uh, it just it's another comparison level that I like to do to see if we're getting the same thing on different tracks. Um, and then I'll go back and make the adjustments accordingly. So it almost now uh, there's like go ahead. There's different kinds of, of software repair, and uh, every about every six months or a year, they come out with some new things um, that will help enhance and repair uh, different things when it comes to music or dialogue. So a lot of Mm post-production houses that do film and scoring and movies and, uh, and sound recording all use this kind of stuff. They use, they use it to uh, enhance and match um, different levels of sounds. And uh, say, for instance, you got a background where there's horses running in the background and they need to have, uh, that fit into another scene where there's where they're moving it from one scene to the next, and the next scene there there's things that are more present and up front. You can make those adjustments actually in the software. You can actually change mm. what you see versus what you hear. Wow, wow, that's that's so cool. Um, uh, have you? Did you have you found that your familiarity with the songs as 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 the original producer, at least on the projects you've done so far, is a is a help to you? Does that uh, as far as what you're hearing now and working on and coming up with now? I think so. I think it allows me to remember what we did and how we did it. I, I, and and it's funny how. I'll actually listen to a song and go, oh, yeah, I remember. I almost remember sitting there in the studio when we were recording it. And uh, and even though it was quite a long time ago, the music just references those those uh, visuals in my mind. And, it, and it's, I think it's helpful because I remember exactly why we did something. You know, why, why did we why did we make why did we do that? Uh-huh. Why did we create that sound there? Why did we split that guitar from left to right? Why did we put the piano mm-hmm. leaning more toward the right? Uh, why did we use three guitars here instead of one? Uh, you know, that helps. It, it really helps me visualize it, and then that helps me with how I hear it. 
Do you have Do you have any uh, pictures of of uh, like today? I I heard I've been hiding, and I and I, you know, I'm thinking of Phil Phil Kagi, and um, yeah, and I I think I missed. Unfortunately, I missed his session, but I could always I see your face when you're listening to every time we would mix it when we were listening to what he did. You were so you were so taken by his his uh, work on that. Well, uh, there's things like that and, that happen. You know, the, Do you remember people's faces and things? Yes, I do. And I remember actually <laughs> thinking, oh, I'd love to produce something for Phil one day. And then I got to do that. So that was that. Oh, and then great. I started using him not just on other people's records. I actually got to do one of his records. So that was fun. That's great. Well, I didn't even know that. That's cool. Well, yeah, I did um, his what, album it, called Flips. It was called Flipside. Oh, I remember that. Fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. Did you do that? Did you do that in L.A. or or did you do that in Nashville? Was that I did it in L.A. I mean, there. He yeah. was he was living in Kansas City when we did that record. Oh, okay. And that was and still that, pretty early so on. He flew, yeah, he, it was 1981, I think we did that record, and he came out and spent several weeks in, in California, and we uh, we recorded in four different studios. Wow. That's great. That's a great in fact, we, like that. In we, fact, we, we did this record, your record inside, we did in at Capitol, as I remember. Is that right? Did, I, we did some I of it. Even... We did some of it. We did some of it there at Capitol Records, and we did uh, we and we, but we did a lot of it at United Western, and we did the orchestration at Martin Sound. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely I remember it, that. Kind of remember, yeah. yeah. And, and we uh, did each album differently too. Yeah, we yeah. See, we did each album differently. I mean, I I played on some of them, and on other ones I didn't play. Um, it just depended on what kind of what what kind of sound we wanted to get, and what was important. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we've a lot of it was based on Clark Gassman and his arrangement. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and how yeah. we decided to approach it from from uh, from that angle, and what Clark was doing in terms of how he how he heard the songs, and and what kind of things he wanted to put to them. In uh, in going through these songs again, um, most recently off of Inside, is there any are there any uh, particular songs that stuck out to you in some way? Righteous man goes through my righteous man goes through my head all the time. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. so does a new day for some reason. A new day does that as well. Yeah, I noticed that. I listened to that today, and uh, that that just a, that was actually a lovely song. <laughs> I I forget about some of these. And uh, yeah, no, there there's some really really strong songs, and and I think they're important for people to hear. And and what you had to say, it was it's. Really fantastic. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember one story from the song "A New Day," that there was a 
some some person told me that they were going through a, the the a, a deep depression and they were close to suicide and the only way they made it was was that song uh, every morning oh wow they listened to it every morning yeah that's wonderful <laughs> it's amazing when you you hear stories I'm like that. I'm a little partial to that mm-hmm. one because my wife sang harmonies with you on that one. Did she really? I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, great. Gosh. Well, um, what's next in in the hopper? Uh, well, do you know which uh, one you're going to work on next? Yeah, Nastily is next. Oh, okay. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, so that one, that one will be fun to do as well. I haven't heard that one in many, many years, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'll be yeah. that'll be on the turntable tomorrow, and um, we'll we'll get that one going. That's great. But it's it's a that'll lot of be fun great. To go back and listen. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that yeah. people are going to be able to hear these again. You know, Natalie, it's interesting. I, I I think I've gotten probably more comments from people about NAF, NAF or questions about it, or since then, people wanting to hear um, songs huh. from Natalie. Um, there was a real connection that people, amazing connection people had with that album. I I was I was really awesome. surprised. Um, so I'm I'm going to be happy about getting that out. Hopefully we can maybe get because uh, of the Christmas songs on there, we might be able to get that out in time for people to enjoy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll but uh, I, I I don't want to force force you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if that would be very cool. Um, yeah, it's, well, we had all those fires here, you know, in Thousand Oaks and the shootings, and so oh it made my. it really difficult to get get very far last yep. week. And the week before, we what were a, pretty traumatized by the yeah. evacuations and all that stuff going on. I know. But uh, fortunately, well, we're all okay, and not everybody, but but many are okay. And uh, it's, I it, couldn't, yeah. The whole, whole, I couldn't. the whole town is really working together, you know. Wow. I couldn't believe that picture you sent me with the black clouds billowing at Apparently, what looks like the end of your street. Yes. Yes. It was, was it right that close? Of our street. Yeah, the fire was coming right over the hill, two blocks from us. And uh, I drove oh. actually drove up there this just a little bit ago to look at the the damage that was done, and it's uh, you know it's it's just two minutes from my house, not even that far. And. Um, uh, it, it, it's amazing how that DC-10 with the Fosjek retardant came in and dropped oh, that yeah. load and, and put that fire out so quickly. And, I mean, it's what saved our whole neighborhood. I mean, it, it was just wow. It was just amazing to watch. And those firefighters and first responders are just wonderful, what they do and how they serve. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I just feel so much for those people in paradise, what they're going through right now. I just can't oh, imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
and 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 how long your life is going to be not normal. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it's hard yeah. to hard to fathom that. But, and we had a close we had a close friend who uh, they lost their home in Malibu, and um, they're you know they're trying to figure out what are we doing and where are we going and how are we going to do this and fortunately many friends have come alongside them and they're you know mm-hmm. encouraging them and and providing them with a lot of things they need and you know it's amazing how during difficult times and troubles. Um, the family of God comes together and really, uh, yeah. and not only, when I say the family of God, I'm talking the broad family of God, some of them not believers. Um, mm-hmm. And there are people who, who, who uh, just have a heart of compassion. That comes from God. It didn't come from anywhere else. And, and to want to help others is, is an amazing thing that happens in our society that is such a blessing. It's, it's a God-like wow. principle that, carries right through. That's a great point. It really is. I haven't thought of it quite that way. I, I appreciate that. It has to come from God. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. And and I, I that's that's what I pray for. I just pray that 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 people end up finding the Lord. You know, through through the through the difficulty and and in the end you lose your house but you gain eternity you know i mean you can't measure that uh <laughs> no that's right that's right yes um, well i i use I, I i on sunday i prayed at our church and i one of the things that i brought up was in john where where jesus said there are troubles in this world you will all see troubles but don't despair, don't dismay, don't be afraid, for I have overcome the world. And I know what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about overcoming the world for eternity. He was talking about overcoming the world for the kingdom of God in our present day. And and mm. I think it's important that we understand that and grab hold of that. Obviously, eternity is there, and we benefit from eternity as believers. But that other aspect of knowing that God is with us in our daily walk and that he is alongside of us. And because he knows that there is trouble, that he is there to help us not be afraid and to encourage us. And that's what the Holy Spirit is all about. So it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful to grab hold of that and to know that, oh, life is not supposed to be perfect. Where did I ever get that? Jesus said we're going to have yeah. trouble. So it didn't yeah. come from him. It comes from somewhere else, and it's not the truth. So we know that there is going to be trouble. And and he's saying, but yet I'm here. I'm, I'm providing a way. I'm showing you how to wow. not be afraid. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, Dan, speaking of eternity, we just got a couple minutes left. but um, Yeah. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here, but you told me an amazing story about your dad who passed away recently. Um, yeah. W- would you feel comfortable sharing that with our listeners? I mean, I was so blown away I would, by that I, and so encouraged. Yeah I, yeah, I absolutely would. Yeah, the reason I would is because there's because there was so much joy that came to me 
and to my brother and sister as a result of it that I I, I, I love to share it. Um, um, when when a parent is passing away, it's never a time when you feel great. You know, you're always saddened by the fact that you're losing, you know, your parent and you're becoming an orphan. And and I think what was my sister, who was the caregiver for my dad in the last three years of his life, really leaned on my dad for strength and and um, and even energy because he was that full of life. And and when he started to get dementia, it was very difficult for her, and he was unable to talk. And and even though he was there in a very loving and compassionate way, he were, he couldn't speak very well. He could get a few words out, but never a full sentence. So, I, as I was as I went to Seattle, where where he was ailing, and the, the hospice people had said, you know, you don't have much time. You need to get up here because he's going to go. Um, we went up. I went up and and spent four days, and my dad didn't have any food or water for four days. After the four days, he op- he opened his eyes and looked around, and I was sitting there by the bed with him, and he looked at me, and I saw him present for the first time in four days. And he Whoa. and I said, and he was reaching out with his hand, and I said, Dad, are you seeing something out there? And he said, Yes, people. And I said, oh. And I said, did you go someplace? And he said, he looked at me and he raised his hands and tightened his fists and said, I loved it and I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and and I thought, wow. I mean, and I said to him, Dad, you don't have to be here. You certainly can be gone. And I'm thinking, where's my sister? She needs to hear this. <laughs> this is going to be an encouragement <laughs> to her. She was outside. And so the next day, the next day is when my sister was sitting by the bed and he was reaching out again doing that. She said, Dad, where did you go? Because he'd had his eyes closed for some time and and uh, and we didn't know if he was, you know, passed out or, if, I mean, not passed out, but um, in some kind of a coma or what, because we hadn't talked to him in hours. And, and he said, he looked at my sister and he said, the ranch. He'd gone to a ranch. <laughs> And I said to dad, was Jesus there? And he said, yes. I said, was mom there? Because she passed away nine years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. yes. And then I asked him about wow. somebody else because I thought maybe he's saying yes. But the next person I asked him about, he said no. And and then my sister asked him if there were a lot of people. Are there a bunch of people? And he said, yes. So so my dad has always wanted to live on a ranch. As, and he was a pastor his whole life. And did have a ranch for a small period of time, but that was his passion, was to be on a ranch, and he loved horses. And mm. so my my sister looked over at me, and she said, remember, Dad always wanted to be on a ranch? And I said, yeah. And she said, Jesus gave him his mansion, and this, it's a ranch. <laughs> and she looked at my dad, and for the first time, she was able to say, Dad, go to your ranch and be with Mom and be with Jesus and all of your friends. And it really freed her for, for her to hear my dad speak of that. So it was such a, it was a real wow. blessing. And we were all encouraged. And so when we had the memorial service, there was a lot of rejoicing. And I told this story at the memorial service. And mm-hmm. um, it, was, it, was, it, it helped a lot of people deal with uh, the fact that, wow, where I'm, what's going to happen to me? What, 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 what wow. does happen? And where am I going? And, 
Well, my dad got to see mm-hmm. it and tell us about it. Yeah, it's so, so amazing. It, 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 and even, you know, even when we have such faith for such a long time, still the unknown is the unknown. <laughs> and yes, uh, exactly. in our humanness, it's in our humanness, it's it's definitely scary. So to hear something like this is uh, is so encouraging. That's that's marvelous. Yeah. I thank you so much for taking your time today and for that story and and for the work you're doing for getting the music Thanks, back out. And very exciting and and uh, we will just watch this as we go along and maybe we'll have a, have you again in a few months and and we can look back on it. I, 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 the one I'm really waiting to hear what happens is is the cold cathedral. <laughs> the oh, very, okay. yeah. the very, yeah. the very first one I did, you know, and because uh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe you can come up with something that was better. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that because I know a lot of people really liked it, but. You know, it's, of course, obviously, it was 1969, and it was our first ever attempt, and, and uh, gosh, Old Town School of Folk Music, musicians in Chicago, yeah. it was really, really an uh, interesting blend of, of talent and, and uh, expertise and all that, and so I, I can't wait to see what you can turn that one into. <laughs> Well, hopefully, maybe, maybe you know, I mean, there's obviously there's, there's so much that can be done, but, you know, sometimes right. very little, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun yeah. to see what we've got. Yeah. That'll be great. Okay, Dan, I can't thank you enough. Um, we all, we will have you on again soon. Okay. Okay, that sounds fine. Anytime. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Take care, my friend. Good night. Thank you. You too. Oh, that was cool. What do you think, folks? Um, we're going to have uh, Inside Out and available for you uh, real soon. So uh, keep keep a lookout for that. And uh, as I said, one, one at a time, uh, we'll be... Uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.